Welcome to the main experience. Everybody, you are listening to episode seven of the Main Experience Podcast. I am your host, Jason DeWald. Today, I'm excited to share a track with you by a band from Maine called When Particles Collide. They are a rock duo that is currently on their Unstoppable tour, which has taken them all over the country. But they are returning to Maine this week for a few shows starting this Friday, June 28th at Slab in Portland. I also have a main soundscape recorded at Hinkley Park in South Portland to finish up the episode. But first, we have a conversation with podcaster Shay Gunther. Shay runs his company, MJ Today Media, here in Portland. They produce podcasts and other news media for the legal marijuana industry. I joined Shay at his podcasting studio for a chat about his career in digital media, his fight for the legalization of cannabis, and of course, what he loves about Maine. I hope you enjoy. All right. Welcome to the show, everybody. Uh, we are recording in the podcasting layer of my guest today, Mr. Shay Gunther, the owner of MJ Today Media. Thanks for joining us today, Shay. I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, yeah, thanks for giving me a chance to talk about myself. It's always <laughs> a fun thing to do. <laughs> awesome. Um, let's jump right in. Can you tell us a little bit about your company, MJ Today Media, and the projects that you're working on currently? Yeah. So MJ Today Media is a small little company where it's uh, it's me full-time and then I have a few people who kind of work part-time. So it's a, you know, it's a very small entity, but we produce a couple podcasts that have uh, big audiences. So we focus in the world, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, we focus in the world of legal marijuana and kind of take a business nerdy approach to it. You know, we don't, we don't, uh, we don't have bong sound effects. You know, we talk about you know, the economics and politics and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And really just kind of nerd out and parse into, you know, all the details of politics and, and business and economy and all the things that are going on to drive this super interesting industry. And my, my focus is news. So news and headlines is kind of where my specialty and jam is. Yeah. And as a, as a listener of podcast, I can vouch for the fact that they, when you're listening to them, you feel like you're listening to an extremely well-produced uh, current events news broadcast. And uh, right, it, it's awesome. It's awesome. I really enjoy them. Um, can you share with us a little bit? Um, I, I know when I met you before, you kind of talked about your origins in, in the blogging world. Can you talk a little bit about your experience in that and sort of how you got into digital media in general? I was uh, I was just a terrible employee. <laughs> uh, and, uh, and actually, I got started when I was young as a entrepreneur where I uh, ended up meeting this guy who uh, had this idea to start up. And it was kind of end up being YouTube too early. So it was back in uh, right around 1999, right around 1999, 2000. And, you know, the internet was starting to be a thing, but people didn't really have fast internet connections. And we had this idea to start up this internet video site that was a really cool concept and idea that was able to uh, get us, uh, I think we were $16 million in venture capital. And... You know, we had a really awesome three or four years burning through it. And uh, <laughs> it's kind of started me down this path of, you know, kind of just 
starting my own thing and and being in charge of like I guess my just my 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 work path and um working for yourself not working for somebody else yeah i'm just i'm not really good at working for other people yeah uh, and so so it was a you know, survival mechanism i yeah. had to I had to become entrepreneurial so uh long story short is i you know after a number of years i kind of landed into the world of blogging and it was really really early in that world where i th- think maybe even before I heard the word blogging, I was, I was kind of keeping a hand edited HTML like blog. Um, and I, you know, figured out a way to make a living at it where I was writing about the environment and, and green energy and sustainability and things like that and making a, you know, living like not getting rich by any say, uh, you know, paying the bills, but, but yeah, um, uh, barely. And I just, uh, but, uh, you know, it was cool and it was comfortable and, you know, I got to actually, I got to travel a lot and um, in that world of media, like you just, it's kind of crazy. You get like free trips and free stuff and like there's all these people trying to influence you and yeah. um, whatever. It was fun, but it just it got too easy and kind of boring and comfortable. Yeah. Um, and so I, I guess about eight years back, I went back to school, um, went back to college and spent four years studying computer science and... Um, yeah, promptly graduated school and and then didn't get a computer science job. And I, I uh, at that time I was I was still kind of writing to pay the bills, and that was just kind of a natural pivot into podcasting, uh-huh. um, where you know I, I know how to do media stuff. You know, I can edit video, like you know I know, I know how to do that stuff. So editing audio was not, yep. you know, f- you know for me for the the baseline of stuff that I knew was it wasn't a, a stretch. Yep. So. And and all all the other things that go into podcasting with just publishing and all that, so I, I just knew. So yeah, um, or I figured it out. So uh, that's how I you know kind of pivoted from becoming you know from being a a writer into be being a podcaster, and and then yeah, and then that kind of led into making a living out of it. Yeah. So that 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 leads me right into my next question, which has to do with. Uh, cannabis and activism. So where did, where did the interest in, you know, criminal justice reform and the activism around cannabis and all that, where, where, where did that originate from? Or how long have you been interested in that kind of stuff? That goes back to 1996. So I was a college freshman and I, like, I didn't really, I was a like super big nerd in, in high school. Like I didn't really do any drugs. Like I kind of bought the whole like dare line that, you know, smoking a joint would, would make you crazy and, yeah. and you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then in college, like I met some kids and they're like, Hey, let's go out in the woods and smoke some vodka. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and you know, like, I, I mean, I don't think I like ran to the internet and did some research before going up, but like, you know, I was like, I was like, all right, like, I just want to make sure like, we, am I going to actually like, you know, what's this actually going to do? And then I figured out that like, it was just all a lie, like yeah. all of it. And I was being lied to by the government and I'm, uh, I'm kind of like a justice nerd too. Like yeah. I just, I get so upset by like injustice. Like it, it just makes me yeah fired up. So, yeah. so I, I, I was like, ah, I gotta do something about this. <laughs> and, um, what ended up happening then is I transferred to a different school my sophomore year and I didn't know anyone. So I was like, Oh, I bet if I started up a, a pod club, I could meet some kids and I could also, you know, maybe legalize pot. <laughs> so I, uh, I hand drew this poster up, you know, there's like, you know, 
uh, do you think the drug war is war, war on marijuana is stupid? Something like that. You know, come meet at the the cafe at Friday at four twenty, and uh, like thirty kids showed up. <laughs> I was gonna say, I bet you had a good uh, oh, yeah. yeah yeah thirty kids showed up, um, and uh, like like really driven, awesome, yeah. passionate kids. Were right. Like, you know, they just weren't looking to get it. Like they were like, fuck yeah, yeah, like, yeah. let's legalize marijuana. Right. That's awesome. That's so incredible. The Rochester Cannabis Coalition was the name of the the group. Okay. That kind of long story short, uh, I spent a year running, you know, kind of growing. Um, and then I got into some major troubles with the president of the university that I was going to, Rochester Institute of Technology. And there's um, actually there's a podcast. If you open up iTunes and uh, search for Marijuana Today Story Hour, it's a, there's like a six episode podcast that I did. And I in one of the episodes, I actually tell the story, the longer story of what happens. Mm-hmm. But I end up getting kicked out of school. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and the group that I started, the Rochester Cannabis Coalition, uh, the next year transformed into Students for Sensible Drug Policy. Wow. Um, which is uh, there's now like two or 300 chapters, like around all around the, you know, the mostly the U S but there's definitely, there's some chapters in Africa. There's some, <clears throat> some chapters in South, uh, South, Af- uh, South America. Um, Incredible. Yeah. So uh, yeah, like I started up this little thing and then it kind of, you yeah. know, cause, cause all these other, you know, I mean, it, it was like all these other kids are like, we don't have an outlet for actually, you know, changing the system. And, and yeah. then, then, then I kind of made one and then it drew in all these amazing kids who, end up, you know, developing into what it was. So. Yeah. And gosh, and I'm just thinking at that time, that was the height of the dare and the drug, you know, the 25% of Americans like thought, yeah. thought adult use should be legal. Yeah. So like, it was like completely flipped now. I mean, now yeah. it's like 60 plus yeah. and it was like 25 then. And, and yeah, I mean, it was a super taboo. I mean, I didn't, I didn't tell my dad that I started a pod club until I until the call that I told him I was getting kicked out of school. Wow. It was like, dad, so to, to start the story, I started up this pot club. <laughs> to end the story, I got kicked out of school because of it. <laughs> but what redemption uh, though, just in knowing the, you know, the sheer number of chapters that still exist from that original oh, totally idea. I mean, worth that's it. totally inc- worth it's it. incredible. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I, and, I, and there's this, uh, there's this, a uh, great online story, um, that, was written back in uh, like 90, I guess, 97 about what happened with me getting kicked out of school. Wow. Like one of the quotes is, uh, one of the quotes is for me is like, uh, what was it? I think I, uh, they've lost. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, fuck yeah, that was great. That's a great call. Holds up. Holds great call, up. 19 year old Shay. <laughs> Holds up. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So, so, so yeah. So what, long story short is I started up this group a long time ago and then I didn't really, you know, like I, I you know, I stay in touch with all my friends and stuff, but yeah. like I, I pretty quickly got out of that. You kind of weren't doing that for a no, long time. Like I was right? a, I was a college student activist, for yeah. like, you know, 1997 to like 1998. And then that was pretty much it. And then I got back into it when I got started podcasting about it six years ago now. Okay. But I, but you know, I, all my friends, like, you know, we're still in it either as activists or you know, as, as like business leaders. Sure. So, so my personal network is super well connected now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so when it came time to, 
okay, I'm going to start a podcast. That was sort of a logical avenue to go was the cannabis route. Uh, well, it was, uh, it was uh, Chris Lotlicker, who is the host, uh, one of the hosts of Marijuana Today. Um, he was actually, I actually met him in, in Rochester, New York. He was, uh, we came to that first meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the treasurer of the Rochester Cannabis Coalition. And he was one of the early leaders of Students for Sensible Drug Policy. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was having all these conversations just with like, you know, me and like his other friends and they were talking about drug policy. And, and actually I, I, I wanted, I think this is a, a funny story, but I think this is what happened. Uh, I think finally Chris's wife uh, who got tired of Chris, like talking drug policy at her, not with her, just like at her yeah. was like, start a podcast or something. <laughs> and so, um, so yeah, so so Chris pitched the idea to me, and I was like, yeah, okay, all right. So, um, and you know, from the start, like I was, I was not actually on the podcast for a long time, yeah. um, because the very first podcast, I the very first question of the first pro- practice podcast we we tried to do, even though I knew no one was listening, ever going to listen to it, like I just froze up and I was like, oh, I don't think I'm going to be actually be all on the podcast. I can just like edit it and produce it. Yeah. So for a, for a while, I was just doing that, and then I we rolled in the news segment where I was, I would pick the top three stories of the week. And then that grew into the, the daily podcast. I gotcha. So, That's, it's interesting to hear, you know, the kind of nerves of behind the mic. Cause now you seem like such a natural broadcaster when I listen to your podcast. You know, well, it was what it, like, I wasn't prepared at the time at all to yeah. talk about, uh, marijuana industry. Cause like, you know, yeah. like I, I followed it, but like, I wasn't like, I wasn't reading news about it. You didn't it. feel like, like I, you were an authority. No, not yeah. at all. Like yeah. I wasn't listening to other people talk about it. Like yeah. I, I had no language at all to talk about it. So like when the question came to me, I'm like, <sighs> I don't fucking know what to say at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now I can bullshit about anything. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, when I, when I met you before and you kind of went through your daily routine for producing a daily podcast, a news podcast, uh, it's impressive what you go through and the sheer amount of knowledge that you must just sort of generally acquire by being so in tune to the national and international news of cannabis. I mean, just, yeah, it's just like by soaking it up. Yeah. Just, just like, yeah. yeah. I mean, cause I, I mean, I, I scan, uh, at least 900 headlines a day and I, Incredible. you know, I, I, parse it down to, or cut it down to, you know, 50 to 60 actual relevant stories. And then I have to look at those to figure out which are the 10 most important stories. And then those 10 stories I have to read enough to be able to summarize into a script for the daily. And then I read it. And so, yeah, yeah, so I'm just, it's incredible. um, And it's funny, like I, like my, the way my memory works is like, like an hour after I do the show, I'm like, I don't know what the news today is at all, you know? Like, like, what did I just do? It's, it's all in there, but yeah. but yeah, yeah. I mean, I just write. God, I see so many news stories. Yeah, yeah. Um, awesome. Well, let's talk a little bit about Maine. The show is called The Maine Experience. So I want to delve into a little bit of your history in Maine. Are you originally from Maine? No, if, I'm guessing Rochester area or New York, maybe or. Well, no. So I actually i I was born in New Hampshire, okay. but then I grew up in kind of New Hampshire and Maine. Like okay. uh, I, I, I grew up in the North Conway area, but I also spent a number of years in uh, Brownfield, Maine as a kid, Okay, uh, Brownfield and Freiburg. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so, uh, so I would say that I'm, I'm, I'm long familiar with Maine, although I, I don't claim to be a Mainer because yeah. I think it'd be like a third generation Mainer. Technically, you're really not. Get away with it. I don't know. <laughs> but 
I live here now. You know, I'm, I'm going to live here until I die. So, so I, I like at what point did you realize, oh, yeah, this is where I'm going to be or where I want to be? Or how'd you end up in the Portland area as your sort of home base? I so I grew up in North Conway, uh, mostly North Conway, because by the like seventh grade on, like junior high school on, I was in North Conway. So, you know, mostly in New Hampshire. I, I, would, I mean, I grew up, I was born in there. So I was from New Hampshire. Um, but then I kind of moved or just to, you know, I went off to college and as a grown up, I lived in North Carolina and then Boulder. And then I just got sick of, uh, I got sick of the weather out West, which I know a lot of people might think is crazy, but, uh, the whole, like in, in Boulder, Colorado, you know, it's, it's the winter time, it'll like snow and then it'll be like sunny and 60 and then it'll snow and then it'll be like sunny and 60. And like, I hate that. Like a lot of people are like, that's the best thing ever. But I'm like, no, just be winter. Like the whole, I just want it to be winter. And you know, Boulder is a little bit different than, you know, up in the mountains. If you go up in the mountains, it's definitely winter. Um, but just the, I mean, the, just the Colorado climate, I I just missed the East coast. So, um, it was either Burlington or Portland. Okay. And Burlington's just a little too far from everything. Yeah. So, um, so it was Portland and it was funny because my perception of Portland growing up was not that Portland was this cool hip town with great food because when I was growing up, it, it wasn't, Yeah, you know, it was like a kind of depressed seaside town, you know, like we're, yeah, I mean, we went here to like, you know, see like, um, you know, concerts like play, you know, bigger concerts play, you yeah. know, or when we, you know, things we, we, we wouldn't drive to, to Boston, yeah. you know, Harlem, Harlem Globetrotters would play here. Right. Right. <laughs> um, but, but then, but then, yeah, but then I, I got here and then, uh, it was not, I mean, it was definitely nicer than I, I guess I remembered you know, as soon as we got here. And then just over the years, it's gotten how long, nicer and nicer how long have you been here? 12, 12 years now. Okay. How long, how long has it, cause I'm new here and you know, when we started researching, it was like, oh, this seems like a cool foodie place with lots of great breweries. And it was like, oh yeah, obviously appealing. At what point did it sort was it a gradual sort of thing or has it been fairly recently? Five, six years. I mean, how, how soon has Portland really become this like? I, could, I mean, I'm, I'm not an authority on this at all, but yeah. I, I mean, um, I mean, it was, it was, Portland was a nice town 12 years ago. I mean, there was plenty of good places to eat 12 yeah. years ago. Um, I, I mean, it's definitely accelerated since then, Yeah, you know, cause I mean, there's, there's just like parts of like downtown Portland that are, you know, like Jordan's meat market was, was still up, um, you know, downtown where there's now like really nice shops and like, you know, mm. like yeah. Sebago Brewery is like a nice restaurant. Like that was like our, you know, rundown, like mill building. Yeah. Um, so like in that whole part, like there's just parts of Portland that like 12 years ago when I got here were still shitty, yep. you know, uh, Bayside, you know, Bayside, there was still, you know, just like well, not much developed whole foods wasn't there like yeah Bayside bowling wasn't there to, like gotcha. there's just there's a lot of things that have kind of pushed out into the the you know what parts the parts of portland that used to be crappier sure so um sure. so i mean i've definitely i would say that over the 12 years that i've been here it's been you've seen the growth change. you've yeah. seen the growth yeah what um what's your this is these are sort of getting into the questions i'm asking all my guests what's what is um like your one of your favorite spots in Maine to go. It could be a, a place, a vacation spot, a weekend, day trip, hike. You have like a spot that's your favorite? I like Casco Bay okay. in particular. Mm-hmm. Um I mean the the islands, all the islands of Casco Bay are, are awesome. I 
hope and aspire someday to own an island house. That's, ah. that's my, my big, my big goals. Uh, <laughs> so I'll get there, but, uh, but yeah, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just so nice out there. I mean, you can jump on the, you know, the, the, the mailboat ferry or the, just, I mean, the Casco Bay ferry and go out to the islands and, uh, you know, all the islands have their own little, little island, yeah. you know, atmospheres and, and, um, communities and, you know, some of them are smaller and, you know, you barely, they barely have cars and yeah. everyone's riding around on bikes and some of them, you know, Peaks Island's more like a suburb of, of, of Portland. Yeah. So, um, yeah, those are fun. And then was it Fort, I think it's Fort Gorges. It's the, it's the fort that's right outside of Portland. It's the, it's the old, it's from the 1800s, I think right around the civil war times. Uh, it wasn't really used much because I think the, probably getting the history wrong here but the length that it took to build by the time like it was done mm. like it was just obsolete because of conflict so i'm butchering the history of it but it's it's a really cool fort to go to okay. big old stone fort that's like barely capped so you can kind of like just explore it and it's uh you know it's it's not like velvet rope it's not like yeah. you know it's just it's something you can go out there and like go walk around and really check out so that's um, cool um, let me see. Uh, oh, the other thing is, um, the soccer river. Okay. Is up around the Freiburg area. So, uh, is a really fun paddle with like for young kids oh. and you have to, there's an asterisk there because it's also a fun paddle for drunk assholes from Massachusetts. Uh. So, um, so the, there's a time to hit it where, what is it? I think like, you know, Friday and Saturday, all the mass holes come up and they trash the river. They It's disgusting because they just like leave beer cans oh and stuff. God. And then like on Monday or Tuesday, like, like some boaters go and just do a river cleanup. So wow. like every week they just like clean that shit up. And so like, I, I think if you plan like a Wednesday, a Wednesday or Thursday, that's like the prime because, because when you, if you, I've, I've actually caught it both ways um over the last probably like five or six years like once where it's like you know pristine and beautiful and it's just this like gentle paddle warm water great beaches awesome camping yeah like places you can jump off of like little stores and it's it's awesome and then i caught it like right after and it was like oh my god I, like i hate hum humanity this is the worst like i can't believe i have another few more hours to paddle and fucking everyone and yeah all you people who drink and, and trash the yeah, yeah. Uh, people are the worst yeah they really are so they really are so those, those are my recommendations that's awesome that's a good local tip i like that i like that how about um favorite places to eat or drink in town or otherwise uh moe's barbecue is my favorite moe's barbecue okay place. yep and um it, i don't know if there's actually main food besides blueberry but yeah moe's barbecue is definitely not main food yeah it's, uh i think and I, I i don't actually i haven't I don't have much experience with like Southern authentic Southern barbecue, but they claim to be authentic and yeah. it, it's really bomb. You, so, you like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I spend, uh, spend too much money there. Uh, so yeah, Moe's barbecue in South Portland and, and it's in like the, like the strip mall area. So like, it's like not a, all right. you drive, you buy, you're like, really? But then, yeah, but the food is like crazy I'll, good. I'll um, check that out. Uh, and then po'boys and pickles is good. Another non main food. Okay. Um, yeah, there's sandwiches from, you know, po'boys, nice. po'boys and pickles. How about down, uh, down south? How about uh, drink? Are you a drinker, beer guy, or cocktails uh, I, or I anything like that? I actually really drink at all. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. All um, right. So. <laughs> so I can't speak to bars at all. Uh, I mean, I know Great Lost Bear has lots of beers. Yeah. Just because I, 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 I'm aware of things, but, uh, and they have good food. But, okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, 
not going to be helpful there. Very cool. Coffee um, by Design is a good coffee. Oh yeah, that's oh, right. And you know what? Coffee by Design, oh, their 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 brand is CBD coffee. Yeah, like they're just gonna get, they're just gonna get washed over by actual <laughs> CBD coffee. Like I found that to they're be, gonna have to change their name. I found that to be very confusing when I first moved here, and I saw all this CBD stickers, and I just yeah. thought, well, that's just kind of interesting. People have CBD stickers. Then I realized it was a coffee company, and I thought the same thing. Like, yeah, they're gonna have to. Yeah. <laughs> Something, yeah. right? Yeah. Something. <laughs> um, any advice for someone wanting to do something similar to what you're doing, uh, you know, kind of pursuing this profession in entrepreneurial digital media? Any advice? Uh, Jesus. Um, it's it's really hard. Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to do. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, 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 I starved for, for two years and, you know, I, I, I you know, I'd spent money that I – probably shouldn't have, but, but, but did. And I mean, it worked out good. And, um, but, uh, actually I, I don't have any advice to give it to everyone because like each job that I've had, like I've had to like, like really not make any money for two years. So yeah. like when I started blogging, I didn't make any money for two years before. Like I kind of caught my foothold with this. Like I didn't make any money. I mean, I, I did it for two years and then I tried it for a job for two years after that and didn't make money. So it's really t- like, it took me four years of podcasting to actually like make money. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, find something, find something that you, there are advertisers for. Yeah. You know, if you just, if you just talk about video games, like you're not going to be able to find advertisers, you know, the more, I mean, the general rule in media is the more niche you are, the, the, the more higher the advertising rates you can command. Okay. If you can sell the niche, you know, if you can find people who, you know, spend $10,000 on this very specific product, if there's only, you know, a hundred of them but they're spending $10,000 and that's a lucrative audience, you know, but if you have, I mean, and if you have a million people who don't buy anything, then you, you're not going to be able to monetize that. So, right. Uh, find, find something where there's enough news that's going on. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I still find it crazy that there are 50 stories plus a day about legal marijuana. Yeah. Every single day. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if, if you're going to write about something, you know, there should be you know enough going on to, to write about. Uh, and it should be something that you can stomach writing about and living about because yeah. it's something you something enjoy. That, yeah. I mean, it's going to just seep in your brain and that's something that you know, yeah. you'll just think about all the time. So better be better be something good. All right. Then last question. Uh, any advice for someone thinking about move into Maine or even just visiting Maine, you know, what's your main pitch? Yeah, definitely come visit Maine. Maine's, Maine's an awesome place to visit. Uh, if you're going to move to Maine, um, uh, make sure you've, you know how you're going to make your money. Yeah. Uh, and again, I can't be any help there cause I've never worked for a local company. Yeah. I've always worked just for myself or, you know, for companies outside. Um, but, and you know, there's, there's a lot going on in Maine that's, you know, that's not being a lobster man. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, Portland as as yeah, you know, there's there's definitely a you know, I mean, it's still Portland because it's small, but there's a so there's 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 some tech companies and yeah, and there's uh yeah, I mean, it depends on what you, what you like to do. If you like to brew beer, then there's a shit ton of opportunity. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, um, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today, Shay. It was really interesting to hear a little bit about your story and. Everything, uh, how you got to become the, what I consider the the cannabis podcasting guru. So thanks for joining us, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for coming over. Awesome. All right. 
Uh, should I have pushed record? <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, Shay did hit record. Thanks again to him for coming on the show and for hosting me at his studio and recording it for me. Uh, to learn more about Shay's company and his podcasts, visit mjtodaymedia.com. Next, we have a track by a band from Maine called When Particles Collide. I would encourage all of you to go check out their website, whenparticlescollide.com, to learn more about them and their story. They are a couple that has been on a nonstop tour around the country, and they are calling it their Unstoppable Tour. And they are returning to Maine for the next couple of weeks for shows at Slab in Portland, June 28th, Woodman's Bar and Grill in Orono, June 29th, the Lompoc Cafe in Bar Harbor, July 5th, and Strong Brewing Company in Sedgwick, July 6th. Then they head out again on their unstoppable tour. So if you aren't in Maine, don't worry, they are coming to a town near you soon. Here is When Particles Collide with a song called Best Friends. <laughs>
was When Particles Collide with Best Friends. Make sure you check out their website, whenparticlescollide.com, for more information about their unstoppable tour, how to support them, and where to see them soon. I'm hoping to have them on the show soon to learn more about their story and their music. That is going to do it for Episode 7. Make sure you check the show notes for links and follow us on social media. We have a main soundscape to send you off today. This one I recorded at a stream below a waterfall at Hinkley Park in South Portland. Until next time, thanks for listening to The Main Experience. Experience is produced by Audio Evolutions. Audio Evolutions is a small business run by me, Jason DeWald, and I would love to work with you on your next project. In the modern age of digital media, it is easier than ever for people to be creative, but poor audio quality can distract from all of your hard work and ruin your project. Let Audio Evolutions help evolve your sound to the next level. Offering services ranging from full-scale music production for your next album, podcast production to give you the professional sound you deserve, audio post-production for video, location sound recording for video shoots, and even voiceovers. Send an email to jason at audioevolutions.net and let me know how Audio Evolutions can help you evolve the way your world sounds.